Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February 1st, 2021. You made it through the first month of 2021. Congratulations to you. You're so brave. You're a warrior. You know, January is one of the hardest months to get through in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the middle of winter. There's not 28 days. There's not 29 leap years, days. It's not 30. There's a full 31 days. Sorry. I'm just trying to be woke. Make sure that I take the time to thank everyone. Um, I made the mistake of looking at some Twitter comments on my feed. Jesus Christ. This one fucking jerk off. Oh, you know, I wish you podcast. This subject isn't funny. So I shut it off in the first four minutes and I'm struggling to find. There's no struggle. There's no struggle, buddy. You listened to it. You didn't like it. You shut it off. It's over. Jesus Christ. Everybody's trying to have their fucking. You know, Oprah, at some point in an Oprah interview, you start crying. You know, everybody tries to have that now. I listen to a podcast and I'm struggling. You're struggling. That's what you're struggling with? Everything that's going on right now, we're going into our third fucking decade of this war that didn't really have a purpose and fucking we don't know when we're getting out. It's bankrupt. No, no, fuck all that. I listened to a podcast today and I am struggling. After shutting it off, still struggling. Still struggling. Well, good luck with your struggle, sir or ma'am, whoever the fuck you are. I hope uh, somehow you can pick up the pieces and, and, and find a way to carry on because I can't imagine what that must be like to listen to a podcast done by someone you don't know and have them have the audacity to talk about something that you don't find funny. Um, anyway, plowing ahead here. I got more sad news. I cannot believe this. Another writer passed away on Ephesus for Family, uh, the great Mark Wilmore. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm still stunned over David Richardson. Um. You know, Mark and David were just the two old school guys in the room that I love to vibe off of. Mark is the re- he look. First of all, he wrote on In Living Color. He he was a cast member on In Living Color. He wrote on The Simpsons. He wrote on The PJs with Eddie Murphy. And we were lucky enough. Mike Price brought him into Ephesus uh, for Family. And um, what I loved about that guy was. He could talk anything you wanted to talk about. Like, he had this wealth of knowledge. He was a huge sports fan and liked sports for all the right reasons and, and could remember all of this stuff that I had no idea about because he, um, he was like 57, going to be 58. I'm 52, going to be 53. Yeah, so he had like four years on me. And those are a big four years for me because of that part of um, sports history that, you know, is so fascinating to me. The end of the AFL, beginning of the NFL, free agency, you know, was it Kurt Flood or something like that? He knew all of that stuff. He knew all of that stuff. And then he knew everything about the Rat Pack. And he had seen Sammy Davis Jr. live in Vegas, Sinatra Dean. He had seen all of them. He had all of these showbiz stories. Um, I mean, his stories about stand-up. There was just really nowhere that you could go as far as just my interests. You know, sports, cars, entertainment, you know, his social commentary, all of that. Mark is the reason that um, for everybody that loved that... Um, you know, R is for Rosie episode. He was the force behind that. The Smokey Greenwood character, all those guys in Casper's bar, all of that. So much of that was him. And then the Tommy Tahoe stuff, who was sort of our poor man's, you know, sort of crooner with his knowledge of seeing Count Basie and seeing Sinatra with Basie and all, all that stuff that he's he just added so much to the room, and he was such a sweetheart of a guy. And I remember one day he was on the phone. He had a Tesla, and it wasn't working. 
and uh, just listening to him tearing them a new asshole. <laughs> I remember we were all in the writer's room, sitting at the table, just laughing our ass off and also kind of like nervous because we had never seen Mark that upset. And Mark was one of these guys that when he yelled, he didn't get louder. His voice just went up. And I just remember at one point he's like, he just, he's on the phone and just going, I don't give a fuck. He's like, you assholes are trying to go to Mars and you can't get me into work from fucking San Bernardino or something like that. And it was one of those deals where like, even when he was mad, he was like spitting out punchlines. So he was like killing with us. We were like, like the way his office was that season where the writer's room was like right next door to it. And, um, I don't know. I'm going to miss him. It just sucks. It sucks. It just sucks. Just him coming in, shuffling in. And he just always had all of these stories. Him and Richardson, man. I mean, I, I talk about like an end of a fucking era. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm absolutely just stunned. So sorry to keep bringing up this. this is just people dying in my life, fucking left and right. Um, Anyway, anyway, but I hope that guy who listened to the joke and didn't like it is is doing all right with his struggle. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't get people like that. It's like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. My mom choked on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I was five. How would I know that? How would I know that? The fuck you want me to do? Sit up with sock puppets? I'm not trying to fucking hurt anybody. I'm just fucking around here. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyways, plowing ahead. So rest in peace to uh, the great Mark Wilmore. Thank you so much for your friendship and everything that you did on Ephesus for Family. And I can't believe that you're gone. Now, another thing, he knew where all the steakhouses were. He told me about this one that's, you know, just east of Hollywood that's an old train car or whatever. He's like, yeah, you got to go down there. Go down at this time. There's the career waiters. You pay a little bit more money. He, like, knew all of those fucking places. Um, all these places to eat and just, I don't know, whatever. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. Anyway, let's just, let's get on to something lighter here. Let's talk, uh, let's talk sports. Oh, old Freckles lost some money. Old Freckles lost some money, uh, this weekend. Uh, I bet on the Bruins versus the Caps. We went down three zip and, uh, you know, Bruins facing Zidane Chara for the first time since he played with Ottawa all those years ago. And uh, it was great to see him. He still looks as great as he ever was. Um, Bruins got a lot of shit for letting, for not re-signing him. I don't understand why. It was like we fucking signed the guy like nine million times. He played with us for 15 years. He keeps doing those one-year contracts. At some point, we got to move on. He has to move on. He went to a great club. What's what's the fucking problem? Our defense is great. Caps defense look great or whatever. Um, so anyway, I watched the game and I just, I just said bullshit, you know. Cigars and root beer floats. <laughs> steak dinners. I just do it that way, man. Um, so I lost a steak dinner on the Celtics versus the Lakers, which was a great, great game. I really enjoyed that. Um, I've been watching a lot of NBA. I really wa- I watched a great uh, New Orleans Pelicans versus the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Pelicans were up by 30 points, and the Bucks never quit. It just fucking came, came back, got it within like three, four points before the Pelicans put it out of reach in the end. Just a great game. And that's a fun team to watch, by the way, the Pelicans are. And I was happy for that Lonzo Ball kid. Because he's really coming on. He's hitting his threes and all that type of shit. I mean, I know his dad, you know, did what he had to do to get him there. But, I mean, it's just, you know, it's got to be a lot for a kid to have a dad like that. (laughs) It's like, all right, dad, shut up. Jesus Christ. Um, So, anyway, um, it was great to see that and, and see Zion healthy. I enjoyed watching him. And he kind of looks like a... I don't know what, he's either a giant Charles Barkley or a mini Shaq. He's sort of like in the middle of the two, just completely unique uh, 
just his body type and the size that he is. Um, it was fun, man. It was really fun to watch that. But it was not fun to watch the Celtics lose to the Lakers, but it was a great battle. Came right down to the last possession. Fortunately, Kembe shot rattled in and out. What the fuck are you going to do? But I know, considering the Lakers are defending champs, I was happy we played competitively against them. I mean, I know it's different if it's a seven-game series. We shall see. But I, I, at this point, like, I don't know. I watch hoop. I enjoy NBA hoop. But at this point, I've resigned myself to the fact that every good player, essentially, at some point, it has a 80% chance of being a Laker. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. The game has moved on from the way it used to be. All right. Bruins lose to the Capitals in OT. Well, we were down uh, three to nothing. And Frederick tried to pick a fight with Wilson, and Wilson's smart enough, like, dude, we got all the momentum. We're up three games, and I'm not fucking fighting you. Who are you? And Frederick kept chirping at him. So uh, look out for that in game two. I was thinking, you know, once we made it three to two, that maybe there was a chance, or if the Caps went up four to nothing in the third period, that Wilson would drop him with Frederick. So look for that uh, tonight. Uh, Monday night. Look for that. Frederick versus Wilson. We'll see what we'll see what happens. See what the kids got. Wilson's a tough customer. And he scores goals. Um, I'm one of the few people that is not a Capitals fan, but loves Wilson. I know a lot of people hate that guy. I don't know. I like him. Um, so anyway, I, I still haven't quite lost that bet. I got I was betting with Josh Adam Myers. He's a big Caps fan. So we're playing back to back games. So I lost the first one. We shall see what happens. But I did lose a nice fucking sweet steak dinner on the Celtics-Lakers. Ah, what the fuck are you going to do? You know? Um, anyway, I'm loving the Bruins' fourth line, though. Corrali and Wagner, and the other day, uh, Andres Bjork was playing on him. And he had, like, the best game of his career against the, uh, I think it was the Penguins, that second game. Um I don't know. Bruins look really, really solid. Look really solid. And we're still... Getting healthy, which is a great thing. You know, it was, uh, what's his face? Pasta just came back for the first time. We'll see what happens. You know, we shall, we shall meet again with those capitals. Actually, tonight we're going to meet him again. But I'm saying down the road. I want to see what we look like down the road. Because the caps are, uh, I guess, they're, they're the best in our northeast division, whatever you call it. And how about fucking Ovechkin with that fucking laser? To win it in overtime. Wasn't tipped. Nobody in the way. He just bl- fucking blasted it right by Tuca. Can't get mad at that. Well, you know, you can always get mad. That's why I don't, I don't fucking, I don't bet money on games. Because then if I lose, I don't give a fuck. You know, I bet a couple cigars and some root beer floats. Yeah, whatever. I'm still having a good time. I bet a steak dinner. I mean, I'm going to get one too. But, you know, it's going to cost me a little more. <laughs> um... And I just got the, uh, what I thought was the last of my plumbing problems, but they've discovered something else while they were fixing it. So, uh, you know, I don't know. What are you going to do? It's, it is what it is. I think the sewage pipe is the last thing I have to deal with. And uh, the guy took a peek underneath the crawl space, and he is convinced that it is the original <laughs> fucking, you know, 90, 100-year-old fucking sewage pipe. So, you know, that's what I'm dealing with. That's what I'm dealing with. Oh, by the way, you know, I finally got caught up on that whole GameStop scandal. Um, I don't understand what the scandal is. It's just kind of funny that the the people who usually get fucked were the ones doing the bullshit. And then the rich guys shut the game down. That's what fucking blows my mind. And there's just no... Fucking, I mean, how many times do they have to show that this country is run by fucking a handful of fucking super rich people? How many fucking times? It's unfucking believable. I think people just don't want to fucking hear it. They just don't want to hear it. So this is what happened. I learned basically for the nine millionth time what shorting a stock is. I had to look it up. I had to call Vinny Brand from the Stress Factory. I had to have him explain it. And then I had to watch some videos. So I think this is basically what shorting a stock is. All right. Oh, Billy's over his fucking pay grade on this one. Basically, for whatever reason, 
if you have stock, if you bought stock in something, for some reason, I can fucking borrow it and then go sell it to somebody else. All right? Like, I can say, like, hey, you know, you got that stock there in uh, the, the women's defibrillator there, right? Whatever the fuck that would be. Um, well, we found that the woman's heart is a little different than a male's heart. And over the last 20 years... Um, anyways... So you got stock in women's defibrillation, right? <laughs> it's going to be very layman terms here. All right? So let's say the stock is worth 10 bucks. I go, I want to borrow that. Okay? So that I'm allowed to borrow it, and then I can also go sell it. The only thing is, is wh- however long you're letting me borrow it for, I have to give it back to you, you know, and at which point you'll give me my 10 bucks back, Right? Women's defibrillation is, is trading at 10 bucks a whack. Oh, God. This is, I've never sounded dumber. So I borrow it from you at 10 bucks. Then I put it into the market. If I'm going to short the stock, I'm betting that the stock is going to go down. Because now I don't have it. I just sold it to somebody else. Right? So they buy it at 10. So right now I broke even. So what I'm hoping it is, is the bottom's going to fall out of it. So then I can buy it back for like 8 bucks. And then when I take it, and give it back to the guy I borrowed it from. He's giving me my 10 bucks back and I just made two bucks. Now, obviously, you, you multiply that time numerous shares, then you can actually make some decent money. So essentially what happened, um, obviously, the more money you have, two things, it seems. You have a higher chance of making a fuckload of money shorting stocks. And then also because you can buy, you can borrow so many and then dump them into the market. You can create this artificial look that this stock is plummeting. So then everybody else starts dumping their stocks, right? Which drives it down. And then what you do is right where you see it starts to settle at the bottom. You go back in and buy whatever the 10,000 shares that you paid a hundred grand for. You then buy them back all of them back for like 25 grand and then you give it back to the guy and you just made 75 grand. Well, this was a game for fucking rich people. So evidently, a group of kids or something on Reddit somehow figured out that there was these big hedge funds with GameStop, which is a strip mall slash mall store that sells video games, was going to go out of business. So they decided that they were going to short the stock. Now, I don't get how this works. Like, who the fuck doesn't know that they're going out of business? They sell video games. They're a a, a brick-and-mortar store in a fucking strip mall or or a mall. You would think that, yeah, your days are numbered, but whatever. So they fucking buy a bunch of this stock. They borrow a bunch of this stock to flood the market, to cause it to go down, and then they're going to short it, and they're going to buy it back and then give it back to people. They're basically going to profit off the fact that this thing is shit in the bed. So evidently, these kids on Reddit... What they did was when they flo- when these rich guys flooded the market with it was they bought it and they bought up every bit of it that they could. And then because it was, even though it was being dumped, the fact that they were buying it gave it value. And then the price of it went through the fucking roof. It went from $8, I heard, up to $300 a share. So now these rich fuckos who probably, let's say, you know, at eight, eight bucks a share bought 100,000 of them. Right, so their buy-in was eight hundred grand. To get those hundred shares back, they now had to spend thirty million dollars. <laughs> and a couple, and that's what I guess basically what happened. And a couple billion dollars was lost, and like super rich people's portfolios were going to be completely wiped out. The way super rich people wipe out the savings of of regular people and veterans all the fucking time during the stock market, right? They are so fucking rich. They said, no, uh uh-uh, stop. And they just shut it down. They just stopped the market. They hit freeze and said, you can't fucking do that. And I saw some guy. Now, listen, I need to read up way more on this. This is essentially what happened. And then this fucking guy goes, this was basically an attack on rich people. (laughs) I loved it. I love the story, but I got to tell you, I also understand the concern about it, okay? Because now what you have is that was essentially the Me Too movement of the stock market where they were, they essentially, 
I don't know, can't even say exposed. People knew that that was happening, but they basically were rising up against these people that had this control and who had done all this toxic, horrible stuff to other people. All right? If you believe that, you might say, well, you know, it's capitalism. It's how fuck it works. It's not capitalism. It's an oligarchy, right? All the money's in the hands of a few fucking people. Come on, stop. But what I will say about this country is some fuckhead like me can't go out and tell some jokes and make some nice, nice money that he then loses on a Bruins and Celtics game to the tune of, you know, cigars, root beer, floats, and steaks. Um, Anyway, um, what's crazy now is that's the first time regular people have all gotten together on, would you consider Reddit a social media site? I don't know what it is. I don't understand what Reddit is. Reddit is like people who like to type. It's like a giant chat room, right? It's a, I don't know. Um, people with strong thumbs go on fucking Reddit. They got a lot to say out there. So this now has opened the door that just like, what's to stop some other group of people from doing this? So what I, I, what I do love about it is now all these fucking rich people have to look over there. They get to feel what the fuck they've made everybody else feel. Um, over the last century in the goddamn stock market. So I do like that. But then also, you know, just listening to the average fucking person when you walk down the goddamn street, you know, especially during the whole pandemic here, you really understand why you need a small group of people running shit. Because there's so many mouth-breathing morons out there. So you combine that with the fucking stock market. This is going to be, this could get crazy. So we'll see what happens. But it's so blatantly fucking obvious that the market is like not even controlled by the governing body that's supposed to be controlled. It's just, it's the same thing as the president. The president is, 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 I've always said this. It's like when your flight is delayed, you know, when you fucking yell at the person behind the ticket counter, that's what the president is. You never get to the owner of the airline. So I feel like the stock market is basically the same way. You got these fucking, which would make sense why we haven't, have not tried to embrace solar fucking power and different alternative forms of fucking energy, considering we've been under the thumb of these blue blood fucking oil companies and banks forever. Oh, I got it all figured out over here. Um, but that's what, see, and that's what fucking blows my mind. And then when something like hap- that happens and it's like, well, there it is. There it is. They just shut off. They just fucking hit pause on the stock market. These head fudge guys just fucking did that. Made a few phone calls. That was it, right? I didn't know you could do There it is, right? Eh, they blow right by it. Doesn't fit the narrative. Um, I know I got a lot of mistakes in that. I'm still reading up on it. But you guys, it wasn't bad. It wasn't for bad for a guy that went to summer school a lot more than he didn't. Right? Whatever. The, the, the worst case scenario, I made, I made you feel smarter. Isn't, isn't that what you want? Isn't that why you're listening to this? Well, isn't it? Um, all right. Where the fuck am I in all of this? You know, I looked up a bunch of people, man. I was watching that Ken Burns documentary on baseball, and I just jumped in the middle. And what's great about it is it's it's so there's each episode so interesting. It doesn't even fucking matter where you jumped in. I jumped in in the uh, the '60s and '70s, and um, just I love the '60s with all those overpowering pitchers to the point they had to lower the mound because they were just so fucking dominant. The Bob Gibsons, the Sandy Koufaxes, all of those guys. I love that whole era. Um, I love those ballparks right before they took them down. Those original ballparks, the original great ballparks. You know, Connie Mack Stadium, the Polo Grounds, Ebbets Field, which I guess they took down in like 1960. But you know what I mean? All of those. Original Yankee Stadium. Um where the hell the Pirates played Forbes Field. Just all all of that type of shit. I love all of that stuff. So I was watching that thing, and um, there was some stat in there that absolutely blew my fucking mind. I can't remember if it was, it was Bob Gibson 
Oh, yeah, Bob Gibson. Do you know in 1967, he came out against Jim Longberg, our, the Red Sox ace. We had taken them seven games, and he had won two games, and Longberg had won two games. And as was the Red Sox luck for so many years, Longberg was, was pitching on only two days rest, and Bob Gibson had his full whatever rest. And he came out. Not only did he dominate the Red Sox, he got up to the plate and hit a fucking home run. <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know that. It's fucking amazing. So anyway, let me read a little bit of advertising here. Um, and I'm looking forward to all of you guys giving me shit slash teaching me more about the stock market. Oh, that's not what happened, you dumb freckled cunt. I know. I know. I'm trying. All right. Helix, everybody. You know, not being able to sleep because of today's politics, pandemics, your love life, your balls are full, any other drama you talk about in your show. Um, oh, I guess I wasn't supposed to read that. That was in red. Okay, red's for red. The black and white, this is for you guys. All right, Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete. You know, you're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes. Time it takes to brush your teeth, you can complete this two-minute quiz for Helix Sleep that will match your body, your body type, and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique. Everybody's special. And Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling down or if you sleep hot. Disgusting. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size folks. The old fatty's got a big mattress for you. Right? What if you got a lot of junk and you like to sleep on your stomach? Do they, do they scoop out some of the mattress? See, junk can be there. I mean, these guys, are there. what they're doing at this mattress factory is incredible. Uh, it's been awesome getting messages from so many of you who also found the Helix mat- mattress of your dreams. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz. You order the mattress that you're matched to. And the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 and by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash burr, B-U-R-R. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. I already told you this. And they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix Sleep, H-E-L-I-X, sleep, S-L-E-E-P, dot com, slash burr, B-U-R-R. Helix is now offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. For our listeners at helixsleep.com slash burr, they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They even pick it up if you don't love it. Gross. But you will. All right. Who's next? Oh, look who it is. It's all Indochino. Indochino. Uh, Indochino. Share some of your favorite wardrobe moments. For example, dressing to impress for an interview or a date or a special occasion you wanted to look especially sharp for. Well, you know what? It never really rains out here in uh, Los Angeles. And when I was in Iceland, I actually bought a great raincoat. And it was raining out and I got to put it on. You know, and I walked around all these Los Angelinos who don't have raincoats because it never rains out here. And you know what? I I felt really good about myself. I felt a pep in my step and I felt, you know, like if Indochino made a uh, made a cologne, I was wearing it. All right. Make every moment an opportunity to look your best with Indochino. Perfectly fitted custom custom clothes. Perfectly fitted custom clothes are more affordable than you might think. Indochino. Offers complete, why can't I talk now? Offers completely custom-fitted suits, coats, and casual wear. What is that, sweatpants? And surprisingly affordable prices. Customize everything from the fabric and the lining to the lapel shape and the monogram. The choice is yours. And since your order is made to your exact measurements, and piece will, each piece will fit you. Unless you go on an eating binge. You know? And your style... Perfectly. 
The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. That's $30 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com, promo code BURR. Book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter the code BURR, enter the code, the code BURR at checkout. Oh, Jesus, look who it is, everybody. It's me, it's me undies. But do 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 me undies, me undies. I didn't like that joke. Do 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 me undies, me undies. I mean to take a medical toke and smoke some weed to forget about my problems and get in a car and go down the street. The cops can't test for it because it's weed. I don't fucking really get that as a drinker. All right, me undies, everybody. Hi, friends. Me undies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your own skin. Yes, honey, it's time to accept you in your drawers. Uh, You're a total badass. And what you wear should only accentuate that. All right, let's not get crazy here, MeUndies, okay? To be a badass, you got to be a badass. And to be a badass, most people have to not be a badass, or else then you're just a regular fucking person, all right? You're not a total badass, all right, let's 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 fix this copy. All right, you think you're a total badass. You want to dress like you're a badass, and MeUndies has the fucking underwear. What is what is badass underwear look like? I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like it was sustainable, breathable, soft as heck fabric. I'm talking micromodal, fistful of dollars, grabbing your fucking junk as you walk down the street, caressing it. Um, enough to make you feel comfortable, but not enough to make you aroused so you can still function in that meeting. But they also give you endless styles to choose from. It's a total, it's total comfort inside and out. Different prints, colors, styles. MeUndies offers classic colors to ridiculous prints. They have new ones that have shit stains in them already. So if you shit yourself, you can say, no, that's the pattern. I mean, these guys think of, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But they do think of everything. MeUndies offers classic colors to, to ridiculous prints. It's all so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. MeUndies are available in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. Right? If you're a little fella or a fucking lard ass, they have, <laughs> they have the underwear for you. Never leave your couch again with MeUndies mem- with a MeUndies membership, a monthly subscription that sends new pairs right to your doer. With site-wide savings and exclusive sales, you'll automatically pay less for everything. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any time, uh, first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund it or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Isn't that great? That's the way business used to be. Uh, to get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr. All right, who else we got here? Oh, look who it is. My bookie. Hey, how the fuck you doing? Huh? You haven't been around here. Uh, my bookie. Um, can the all-time GOAT get it done against the future GOAT? Um, let's see here. Brady and Mahomes going head-to-head and everyone talking about who... And number 39 is going to win the big game. Uh, I think there's a typo there. All of a sudden, you went to like uh, not punctuation. What would you call that? You know, you know the thing for the and and then the number sign? I don't even know what the fuck that means. All right. Whether you're on the Chiefs or Bucks, just remember uh, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell my friends to go to my bookie. My bookie has all the props for the big game. These guys truly let you bet on anything, whether it's the length of the national anthem, MVP, or the color of the sports drink dumped on the winning coach. My bookie has a buffet of Chiefs Bucks props for you to chew on. Now, how the fuck are they going to handicap what color the Gatorade's going to be? I guess what you do is you offer them a bunch of colors, and that gives them so they won't lose their shirt. 
and you can still win money. All right, you can even win big on NFL squares. No need to leave the comfort of your home. You can access the sportsbook and casino right from your iPhone. Uh, right from your phone, sorry. Don't miss out on the last game of the year. Sign up at MyBookie today and use the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, uh, to have your deposit matched halfway up to a grand. That's a free cash bonus just for making your deposit. Use promo code BURR to claim the offer. Bet, win, and get paid at MyBookie. Guess what? I'm going to look at the spread right now, and I'm going to give you my fucking what I'm going to do here. Super Bowl spread. Kansas City minus three. That's it? They're only given three points. Ooh, I don't like that. I was hoping I, I wanted like four or five. And then I would have buried the Buccaneers. <clears throat> we shall see. I think it's gonna come down to coaching. I really do. With all this talk about Brady and fucking Mahomes, I think it's gonna come down to who's the who's got the better game plan. All right. That's what it's going to come down to. I don't think it's going to come down to those two guys. I think somebody's going to have to Belichick the other guy's team. And that that guy is, uh, was it Bruce Aarons? Is that his name? The guy from Tampa Bay. That coach needs to Bill Belichick, Andy Reid's team. That's what he needs to do. All right? Because if he doesn't, the fucking Chiefs are just going to run away with it. That's what I think. Uh, but they got Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady, and I'm taking the points. All right, I'm Bill Burr, and I support this message. All right, Mac Weldon, one-stop shop, men's essentials. Some socks, shirts, hoodies, underwears, polos, and active shorts. Mac Weldon promises comfort and a consistent fit. You're not just going to look great in Mac Weldon. Their underwear, socks, and shirts perform well, too. From working out, going out, going to work, running from the cops, Mack Weldon is there from everyday life. Fabric and technology. Mark Weldon offers a wide range of customized fabrics that can keep up with you no matter what your day looks like. 18-hour, silver, air-knit, dry-knit, warm-knit, fuck-knit. They got it all! Mark Weldon has created a totally free loyalty program. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life. Once you reach level two by spending 200 bucks, Mac Weldon gives you 20% off every order for the next year. That's amazing. All right. Your experience call to action. Use the talking points above to guide your narrative, but we want to hear it in your words. Well, why the fuck would you write that in the end? All right, let me do Mac Weldon again in my own words. You know what? We got a new guy here, uh, Mac Weldon. Guy's got socks, shirts, hoodies, underwears, polo. I'm just reading that thing, so I'm just yelling it now. Whatever. You know what the deal is, all right? You take for 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com slash Burr and enter the promo code Burr, B-U-R-R. Repeat, the 20% off your first order offer and URL promo code twice. Well, just write it out. All right, I got to repeat the two. Okay, you get 20% off your first order. Okay, I did that. And I got to do the URL promo code twice. MacWeldon.com slash Burr. Once again, that's MacWeldon.com slash Burr. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. There we go. Find a better fucking read in the business. I know you can do that. Go fuck yourself. All right, let's move on here. Let's move on with the podcast. Let's get to your... Uh, well, I got one announcement here. I got a podcast with Verzi. I'm just doing podcasts with my friends now, you know, considering, you know, I guess I don't know when this fucking pandemic is going to end. So I'm just going to fucking I'm just going to podcast while I'm waiting. I have a new podcast with Paul Verzi. Please subscribe to Anything Better on your podcast application of choice and on your YouTube for full video. Links will be in the podcast description. Um, all right. Printer Inc. Wait, did I miss the? Was that something I was supposed to read? I don't fucking know. All right, Printer Inc. Yeah, I learned about Printer. Hey, Bill, I don't think, I don't know if this works, but have you tried printing in like navy blue or something dark instead of black? Maybe still the computer will say it needs black ink, but it will be still be legible. Just a thought. By the way, you can change the color by choosing select all, then click that little menu with the black bar. You know, I know you can do all of that. I just can't figure out how to do it. 
And I also found out you can buy black ink on its own. So there goes that conspiracy theory, too. All right. I also figured out the reason why my TV downstairs never fucking works is because I was hitting the wrong fucking button. I mean, I've learned a lot. Okay. The problem is me. All right. Attic and insulation response. Hi, Bill. Maybe too late here for a tip regarding your recent renovation project, but here goes from architect slash contractor with 35 years in the biz. Ah, fuck. Please don't tell me you're going to tell me I did everything wrong. Blown in insulation is really effective. The rollout fiberglass type leaves gaps if not installed carefully. Well, I got good guys to do it. All right. You're not going to make me question myself now. Blown in is made from recycled newspaper and treated with a fire retardant. Blown in leaves no gaps and should be at a thickness specific to L.A. Every region in the country has a code or required R value related to a local climate. Um, It can be installed thicker if you want a higher R value for greater efficiency. With either type, the efficiency is greatly reduced if all holes, gaps are not air sealed, i.e. wire holes, electric boxes, for ceiling lights, recessed lights, covers, plumbing holes, gaps above the... If either type is used and installed to the required R value, but not first air sealed. Dude, couldn't you just let me be happy with my fucking insulation? Now I'm going to be all freaked out. It's, it's, I appreciate that you wrote in, though. I'm fucking with you. It's as a result, not meeting the R value and not as effective. Lots of videos out there. Another important part is roof venting. Too much to address here, but that's absolutely worth looking into as well. Um, plumbing. Hot water pipes should be insulated. Hot water will then reach each fixture sooner and conserves water. Um, even insulating cold pipes doesn't hurt. In some cases, as in an attic, they can con- can condensate, soak the insulation, drip and stain ceilings, etc. Oh, Jesus. Other insulation benefits keeps the heat out, sound deadening, helicopters. Neighbors don't have to hear you screaming, riffing, ranting, or Nia screaming for the millionth time trying to get you to shut the fuck up. Hope it's not too late. Good luck, Bill, and go fuck yourself. Yeah, I was a little late. Um, You know what's funny is everybody I met said they hated the spray and, and that it sucks and it's, a, I think, because they all have to try and work around it rather than just rolling it up. It's a big pain in the ass for them. Maybe that's what it was. But I appreciate you letting me know that I've put the wrong insulation in at my house. I didn't say it was wrong. It just needs to be make sure there's no gaps. But I think they did a great job. Um, unfortunately, I'm coming to the end here of things I need to do to my house. And the last thing I need to do um, technically, I don't need to do it because nothing's happening right now, but I don't want to wait until something does happen, i.e. my sewer pipe out to the street splits after 100 years of fucking film noir shits going through it. <laughs> All right. Update from 128.19 podcast episode, re-failed vasectomy. Hey, Billy Sad Tits. Uh, writing with an update from your January 28th, 2019 episode regarding failed vasectomies. I am the pregnant girlfriend referenced. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I don't remember this, but I love hearing, finally hearing from the other side. Listen to this. Okay, my ex-boyfriend wrote in about having a vasectomy, me accidentally getting pregnant, and asked you for advice. My ex-boyfriend idolizes you and used the situation, situation in quotes, to get your attention. He also used the feature on your podcast to legitimize himself to me at the time. I had no idea that he had lied to me about his entire background and identity, including having a vasectomy. Oh, my God. Uh, yep, that lying, stupid sociopath. Pathic motherfucker lied about having a vasectomy, then got me pregnant, and then tried manipulating me into keeping the baby, including writing to you asking what should we do when I'd already made it clear that I would not be keeping the baby because we'd only been dating for three months at the time. Holy shit. This guy's a lunatic. 
Um, or you killed him and came up with this as your alibi. But this is this is riveting. Uh, to give more background, he's covered in tattoos of a city he's never lived in, in a region he wasn't raised with and doesn't even practice. Oh, my God. While we were dating, his dad contracted a terminal cancer and, air quote, died. But I now know his dad is alive and well. I'm barely scratching the surface here on all his lies and deception. Wow. I know you joke around a lot, but I'd love to know your serious thoughts on what type of person behaves like this. Well, the type of person that I wish you didn't describe it so well on this podcast um, is I don't need this guy fucking getting upset with me. This guy sounds crazy. Manipulates people on this massive scale. By the way, I'm sorry. You were also deceived by this sad sack of shit. Sending love to your family and baby girl. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, I just read these things like they're true. I mean, it didn't really affect my life, I think, as much as you. Um, wow. I don't know why. I have no fucking idea. That would be like, but if I was a psychologist, these are the people I would want to treat. Just for the entertainment value of like, well, what the fuck's he going to say today? You know, I just would, I would like, I try to like feed him, you know, to see what he'd come up with. Be like, hey, did you see uh, Chuck Yeager just passed away? And he'd just be, oh, you know, I met Chuck Yeager. <laughs> I just said, okay, here we go. Um, let's see here. Pathological liars. Why? Why do they lie? Okay. Some lies seem to be told in order to make the pathological liar appear the hero or to gain acceptance or sympathy while there's seemingly nothing to be gained from other lies. Some evidence from the 2007 from 2007 suggests that issues affecting the central nervous system may predispose someone to pathologically lying. Pathological liar, how to cope with someone's being a pathological liar. Oh, yeah, break up with him. Uh, pathological lying, also known as mythomania and pseudo-fantastica, is the chronic behavior of, comp- of compulsive or habitual lying. Unlike telling the occasional white lie um, to avoid hurting someone's feelings or getting in trouble, a pathological liar seems to lie for no apparent reason. This can make it frustrating or hard to know what to do if you believe uh, what wait or hard to know what to do if you believe you've met one. Well, it's this easy. You just get them out of your life. Though pathological lying has been recognized. You know, it'd be amazing if two pathological liars met each other in a bar. Like how long could they lie to each other before they would both realize, oh, wait, this person's doing what I'm doing. Or would they catch it quicker because... You know, they'd see it because that's what they do. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, I'm sorry you got knocked up by a pathological liar. Um, But am I supposed to believe you at this point? Because now I believed him. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? All right. Girlfriend questioned my sexuality. Good morning, motherfucker. I like that. It's a different one. Good morning, motherfucker. Big fan of the podcast and stand-ups. Thank you. The Michelle Obama bit from Paper, Paper Tiger actually made me cry laughing. Well, that's hilarious. I was talking about doing that. I did a corp. I did a private show one time at this guy's house out in fucking Malibu, right on the ocean. And I did that bit right before I did it on my special and whoo. Did not go over well. Um, Anyway, so in Nashville with my girlfriend and all her friends, four dudes, seven girls, four-day weekend, uh, I have met them all. uh, Wait, wait, what what just happened? So in Nashville is how that sentence starts? So in Nashville with my... Don't you mean so I'm in Nashville with my girlfriend and all her friends, four dudes and seven girls for a four-day weekend. I have met them all at different points, and while I thought they were losers... As my girlfriend describes, they were all real nice, just not really my type of people or vibe. Wait a minute. Your girlfriend described her friends as losers? 
I'm confused. There's four dudes and seven girls. Four-day weekend. I've met them all at different points. And while I thought they were losers, as my girlfriend describes, they were all real nice, just not really my type. Okay, so you thought they were losers. And she said, no, they're nice, just not your type of people. Parentheses, dubstep at 10 in the morning, making jokes about drinking again. Entire weekend, I'm watching all these dudes wrestle around and grab each other's dicks. Dicks, fair to say, for context, I wrestled in high school and when I asked, what the fuck are y'all doing? I was told it was just wrestling. I should, I should get it. Uh, okay. All right. Bro, I never put my hand on my buddy's cock five times while we were wrestling in front of a party. For the record, me and my friends don't do that at all, let alone in public. I consider myself a man's man and don't like to be touched by girls who aren't my girlfriend, let alone other dudes. We are at a bar. Tempers are up because I didn't want to be there anyway. The one guy who sent it all over the edge just doesn't... There's no punctuation in this, everybody. Just doesn't walk right, man. The dude sashays when he walks. Oh, I see. I see what's going on here. You know, walks with his hips and shit. And as my girl puts it, hates his girlfriend. I'm thinking it's because she's not his type, as in female. Okay. And this douchebag tries to sit on my lap, and I laughed it off and was like, nah, bro, not me. Then he puts his hand on my inner thigh and asks me what's wrong, looking into my eyes like he's ready to fuck me in front of God and everyone. Uh, yeah, this is not, this is, none of this is cool. This guy should not be doing any of this shit. I've been told I have a Bill Burr temper. Oh, Jesus. And I lost it. And when she asked me what's wrong, he's just trying to be nice. I said, no, he's trying to fuck me because this dude is gay. And she says, why do you think he's gay? Are you that uncomfortable with your sexuality? Of course, of course. I knew it was going to get thrown back at you. You know? If if that was reversed and it was some guy putting his hand on her inner thigh and she goes and she flipped out, you would back her. You know, it's your body. Don't touch me. Right? That seems to only work for women. Anyway, so naturally I left the bar and broke up with her as soon as we got home. Nice move. Nice move. That was a good move. Because this this is like the whole you just gotta take the sickle out. He goes, kind of blew up and decided to not it. To not end it like that. But now I am sitting here thinking, hey, I'm 21. Why still stay with this girl who is cool and could be the mother of my children? Blonde nursing major without dad, daddy issues. I mean, come on. I know a unicorn when I see one. No, you don't. You're 21. So am I just wondering if... So I am just wondering if you would stay with her after that. Thanks, man, for all... The content, you're the man. Go fuck yourself. Well, listen, I would appreciate capital letters and punctuations if you're going to write something that long. I mean, dude, I don't know how you feel about this chick. I mean, that sounds like pretty fucking crazy what happened in the bar. But I think a lot of guys, myself included, have been in that situation. You know, that guy who's pretending to be straight but isn't straight, and then he has a few, and then what he really is starts coming out, and then when you're kind of going like, hey, I don't, I don't go that way, then all of a sudden it becomes your problem, which is weird. So, um, no, you did the right thing. Get the fuck off me. I don't like being touched like that by another guy. Fuck off. Leave me alone. You're well within your right to do that. That doesn't make you homophobic or anything like that. That just makes you, you have nice, solid fucking boundaries. No one should be touching anybody if they don't want to be fucking touched, right? And then second of all, you got the fuck out of there, which is great because you got a temper like me. Fantastic. So you got the fuck out of there. And then in the end, you said, fuck this. I'm breaking up with you. Now, did you break up with her because she wasn't supporting you or because you were so freaked out by what that guy did? That's what I would figure out. But like, uh, I kind of like the whole clean slate. Fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Um. Because I got to be honest with you, like, that's not cool of her to not have you back in that situation. So I would say what I would do if I was you, I'd think about it. And after a few days, 
you know, if you're not just afraid to be single, if it's not those feelings, if you're truly missing her, then I'd sit down with her. I'd try to work it out. I'd talk to her and just tell her, like, why that bothered you, you know? Um, all right, there's that, okay? Guys, you know how bad I read out loud, so please, if you could just help me out with capital letters, punctuation, you know, instead of just voice texting the whole fucking thing and then hitting send. All right, uh, my best friend came on to me while my girlfriend is in the hospital. My best friend came on to me while my girlfriend is in the hospital. All right, dear Billy Redbeard. Now, what I love about this is I don't know which way this is going to go, okay? Is this a lesbian and her girlfriend's in the hospital and then this is a female chick coming on to her? Is this a dude? Um, All right, me and my friend have been... Is this a guy with a girlfriend and then his best friend dude came on to him? Dude best friend? Male best friend? How the fuck do you say it? Lost in pronouns here. Okay, me and my friend have been friends for two years. She helped me get comfortable in the state I now live in after I moved from my hometown. And nothing like this has ever happened before. Most recently, she helped me get through my girlfriend of a little under a year being in the hospital for the past four months. Here's the problem. Last week, we were hanging out in her backyard. We were tossing back a few beers and generally just shooting the shit. We were six feet apart, so there's no need to report me to the CDC. We both drank a little too much that night, and at one point she was leaning over me trying to kiss me. I literally had to hold up my hand to stop our lips from making contact. Contact. I was pretty drunk and was so caught off guard that all I could think to say was, no, thank you. She went back to her seat, and we kept talking, but the energy had changed. The next morning she texted me saying, drank more than she should have. And she said she didn't remember much of our conversation, but I think she was lying. Yeah, she was embarrassed. She asked to hang out once since the incident, but I turned her down. Well, that's good. You got good boundaries. Now, here's my question. Is there any way I can stay friends with this girl without being a terrible boyfriend? I know I probably have to distance myself from her for a while. It's just that she means a lot to me as a friend. Is there some hope of salvaging the friendship or is it beyond repair? The lovely Nia has any advice maybe she could provide a woman's perspective. Thank you. Go fuck yourself. Um, unfortunately, she's not here. Um, my gut is telling me that the reason why she was so friendly to you and has been helping you for so fucking long since you came there is because she's liked you the whole time. And uh, Maybe she was hoping that you'd like her like that and you don't or whatever, but she still likes you that way and she got a little drunk and then tried to kiss you. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what her deal is, but I, I can tell you this. Like, uh, as far as boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah, you can't hang out with her. Just what if your girlfriend had the same thing happen with a guy and he tried to kiss her, but she still wanted to hang out with and be friends? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be comfortable with that and that would not be cool, right? So... It's the same thing with her. She would not be cool. You don't need to bring it up. I just would, you know, you know, some secret she just keep, okay? You can handle this thing in-house. You don't need to fucking cause all this goddamn... I'm in the fucking hospital, and you're trying to kiss my boyfriend? <coughs> Sorry. You don't need that shit. Just, you know, I don't, I don't want to tell you. I never, I didn't have female friends when I was your age like that because that shit would happen. So <laughs> I don't know how to handle that one. A lot of stuff above my pay grade. All right. I apologize to everybody who actually pays attention to the news and is into finance that actually understands what shorting a stock is. I think I did an okay job trying to explain it. Well, you know, Bill, sometimes okay isn't, isn't not, it's just not good enough. You know, it's just not good enough. Um, all right, anyways, that's the podcast for this week. The Bruins got the Capitals tonight. Who do the Celtics got next? This is so fucking incredible to be home and be able to watch this shit. Like, I, I have, like, a 9 to 5. You know? It's weird is what it is. We have the Golden State Warriors. Oh, okay. All right. Then we got the Kings. Then we got the Clippers. We got to be on the road. Then we got the Suns. Yeah, we got to be on the road here. What are the odds all of them would come to our place? Then we got the Jazz. And then we're home for the Raptors. Whoa, look at that. One, two, three, four, five game road trip. 
the Warriors, the Kings, the Clippers, the Suns, and the Jazz. All right. How do you get tickets to these games, by the way? When there's only like 18 people in the crowd? Celtics are playing the Clippers Friday, February 5th. Man, I wonder if I can get two tickets to that. <laughs> How do you do that? Take my lovely wife out. I mean, you know what? I might do that. God, Jesus. Is there like fucking like one scalper down there with the mask on? <laughs> he has all the tickets. Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, all right, let's plow ahead. How few people are going to be at a WNBA game? I mean, it already looked like a fucking pandemic the entire time. I still never understand why women are not going to those games, packing it to the fucking rafters, you know? Oh, that's right. They don't get along with each other. Okay, everybody, that is... <laughs> fucking with you. That is the podcast for Monday. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you. On Thursday, go Bruins, go Celtics. Go fuck yourself.